Blog Talk Radio. Priestess and the Cauldron, a podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. We're Here back. We go. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. Well, it has been a long um, time with holidays being the uh, ultimate reason why we have obviously been on pre-records and all the rest of it. So we can't right. really say, what have you done this last week? So I will just give you the, the blanket question. From the last time we spoke online here in beautiful network mm-hmm. land, how did the holidays go with you? Yeah, well, Elvira, uh, let's see. I mean, pretty much like you would normally expect. <laughs> uh, it's been, the shop was, was wonderful and busy, and we had family gatherings, and, um, you know, the the year, it's, oh, oh, by the way, it's our 120th episode, and it's our first episode of 2020, which I think is pretty oh hilarious, goodness. and yes. And neat. So yeah. So yeah. um so far the year has been super busy because I set some goals for myself and and I wanted to start getting things done. So like one of the big things I've been talking about doing for forever is redoing the reading room at the shop. And uh, you know, not that there was anything wrong with it, but it needed some sprucing and there was still some things being stored in there that were cleverly hidden behind curtains, but I hated that. So all of that has changed. The curtains are gone. The walls have been touched up. There's new carpeting and lighting, and it looks so beautiful and magical in there. Uh, I I just love it. But it took, you know, it actually took several weeks because of all of the things that were being stealthily stored had to slowly be taken out and I had to get a storage unit to store and it's all stuff that's like decorations for the front window or holidays it's nothing the shop Mm -hmm. needs but we do need it you know it's not stuff I could just get rid of because I'm also on a major purge of everything that I that no longer serves my life so uh and then there was like construction of ripping things out and painting and pulling out old furniture and putting in new furniture and so it's been a little intense and fun because I like that kind of stuff. Uh, and I love the way it looks and feels in there now. I feel like I've been burning some Palo Santo in there because it's, you know, there's like a new carpet. And, and uh, so and there's a little bit of that off-gassing new furniture smell that I don't like. I know yeah. some people like that smell. I don't like it. So I've been burning a lot of Palo Santo in that room and um, just to, you know, bring the scent of milk and honey that more into that space. Uh, But that will only take a week, you know. So, yeah, I like it. And now I'm thinking what that room needs is because it's not a full room. There's no 
the roof or the, the walls only go up to like eight feet, I think. And then there's like another foot gap before the ceiling. And that's because of um, building codes. We're not allowed you, if you build a room that has full walls, you have to get permits. If you don't have a complete uh-huh. wall, you don't have to get permits. So I, you know, those, those like harem ceilings that are like fabric and all flowy and kind of like billowing, I'm thinking mm-hmm. I might do that on the ceiling to help dampen the noise a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, a yeah. long but time so, yeah, ago, the length. Yeah, well, that's good. I mean, and obviously, since I'm going to be going there tomorrow for my first day back of doing readings on Saturdays, I'll get to see the full yeah. effect. I only came in to see the um, quick see uh, for some other reason and saw the um, – how do I put this? It looked like um, it wasn't a bomb that went off, just that it looked like somebody had decided <laughs> to just open everything up and pull everything out. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to ask why. And I just looked at, you know, okay. one of the, you know the, the workers that were there, Ariel, and I went, uh, I hope it's going to be done by the time I get back Saturday. <laughs> Which, of course, you said you did. So, I, you know, magic abounds. I'm really glad. Yeah. That's going to be cute. I'm going to love to see the, the whole effect, so I'm excited. Yeah. So, yeah. But, so how was your any, trip? You were off gallivanting across the continent, sort of, in, oh, the, yeah, in Arkansas. Oh, sort yeah, of halfway, halfway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was one of those things where, like everything else, when you predetermine how you're going to have your holiday, you know, how you're going to go do whatever trip you're going to do, um, yeah, things change, and sometimes they're they're you know things that you don't expect or are you know and they turn out to be good, and others are you have to revision it into good as opposed to what actually happens. Mine was um, a lot of family uh, energies going on, and as since I live by myself with two dogs and have adult people in my life that, you know, may or may not have their own issues, but I don't have teenagers. And obviously there are Mm -hmm. two living at my daughter's house that are her stepchildren. And then of course my granddaughter. And um, so there were things that were happening and it didn't happen all at once. It happened throughout the two and a half weeks I was there and a lot of stuff go on and then just stuff because they had a tornado that did actually, I did, how to get a real full view of what it took out and what happened. Um, but it didn't touch down, so it was above, So, it's, but it still created devastation. So there were things that my mm-hmm. daughter had to deal with in terms of her property. Luckily, the house, you know, was, uh, was taken, you know, out of that equation. It was safe. Um, yeah. <laughs> but trees, and trees that were pulled up, and I mean – Big trees. We're not talking little ones. We're talking big ones that kind of, you know, it was, it was fascinating. Um, but she was dealing with her insurance company. And like we know here, with the people that have had to deal with the insurance companies because of the fire, insurance companies were being assholes and totally and mean and mm. totally un, unappreciative of, you know, the circumstances and blah, blah. So I got her um, in a snit and she was, I had to kind of. <laughs> You know, like feather the edges and kind of, you know, sort of hold the hold a fan to keep her from exploding. Um, but it was. I also got sick, but to the degree that I could still function, but not feeling all that great. So I didn't really look for houses <laughs> as I had planned until <laughs> literally the day before I left, when I met the real estate lady and we we found we saw this one place, which would have been really great. I really loved it. It just happened that it's on a street where literally surrounded by a bunch of trashy houses, trashy, mm-hmm. low, low uh, vibrational experiences there. And I was mm. like, no, 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 no. So, yeah, um, not, you know, it, it was, it wasn't that I went in going, oh yeah, this is it and got really down. It was just, oh, okay, not a good place. Got to keep going. So, you know, it was productive in different ways. Um, Christmas was, you know, I don't want to say low-key, but interesting. It wasn't full of, you know, people screaming and yelling and going around and everything. But um, I got to visit 
for a second time a metaphysical store, which I liken to mm-hmm. a marriage between your store, Milk and Honey, and some of the product mm-hmm. structure of Lucky Mojo. And she wow. has readings there. She has a tarot, she has tarot readers. Now, it's interesting when I was there in July, it was a tarot reader, now several. And so wow. in buying different products for a reason I was doing a, I was doing a, um, a grid and a spell for my daughter's house and, and some of the things that were going on and everything. So I was trying to get oils and things. I met the owner and introduced myself and then told her, you know, that I was a reader and I'd be moving into the area and gave her my cards and then proceeded to tell her yes. And I've worked with Kat Ironwood and she just went into profusion of, oh, I have her book, you know, and of course it's the standard um, root workbook that she has the uh, the like dictionary mm. of all the herbs you can do and things. And she was just like, oh, I just love her. And I'm like, oh, that's a plus in my favor. So, um, <laughs> you know, but it was, you know, and she's been there for about a year and a half. And I was there and it was, if people were coming in and believe it or not, there was a person, a couple that said they were on a scavenger hunt. And one of the things was to get a reading. Oh, yeah. I was like going, this is this a one because Fayetteville, where this is at, is a call a university town, and so I yeah. have I understand why it's fertile ground for something like that, and it's it's flourishing, it really is. So I was very happy to see that, and then on the other side, I got to experience the how do we want to put this the the normal life of people in a country environment, probably I would say south, but more country environment. Um, my daughter, because it was very cold, would drive me down to where I was staying, which was at her father-in-law's house. And so she left me, and I went inside, and, you know, it's been at night. And so I was kicking back, and all of a sudden I hear this truck go, boom, and a woman goes screaming, I mean, just shrieking. And I was thinking, what the heck? Did somebody hit an animal? Because that's where my mind goes. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. my, uh, her, my daughter's father-in-law, Joe, has already kind of come out to his porch outside and what we see is this woman writhing around on the cement of the asphalt just crying and you know and all that and I was trying to figure out first I wanted to know if she was moving and alive and I figured that out when I kind of went around the bush and kind of saw her kind of rolling and crying and carrying on and she stayed yeah. out there doing this whole thing for another 20 minutes we went inside and um he called his, you know, his son, and it turns out that it's the neighbor, one of their neighbors rented some little um, building to a woman. And what we figured out was is that she and her boyfriend were drinking, and there was a fight, and he got in the truck, and she was drunk, and she ran after the truck and jumped onto the outside of the truck. And then what he did was stopped it very quickly to throw her off the truck and proceeded to leave, and that was what was going on. And I'm sitting here kind of going, well, I don't feel so, you know, like out of place because, you know, drama is wherever it is. And I swear she didn't have a bump or scratch or a bruise because she was so drunk that she just, you know, was all jelly. But it was fascinating. Yeah, I just, right. I, I've been going there for seven years, and um, the last four times a year, and this is the first time I've experienced the neighborhood kind of drama that you do have. I mean, I'm not making it like this is different than here. I mean, even in a senior park, I've had similar scenes when people that are, that doesn't matter how old they are, they're drunk and, you know, they go through their little thing. But it was kind of it was interesting. It was like, you know, I could start a whole show and I could start it, with, you know, a woman coming to this place and suddenly this is, and I envisioned a little more of a, a drama coming out of it. But, mm-hmm. but other than that, you know, coming home has been bittersweet. And yet, you know, now the time is for me to really get down to brass tacks about what to do about the house here and, you know, some of the other things. But it's also trying to get in the swing of being back and doing clients and, and our radio show and everything. So there I am. World Traveler Home. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I'm glad you gave it back all safe and sound. <laughs> 
safe. I don't know about how sound I am. <laughs> but okay. Yeah. So anyhow, this is our one segment that we do on a regular basis called Ask a Witch. And we have different questions. And, and I think that some of them are, are really, really interesting. And it seems there's a yeah. theme sometimes when we get them. So. Good. Yeah. So you want to, we can just jump in and start with our first question. Sure, that sounds good. Uh, so question number one comes from Sky, and the question is, is there a binding spell that will make my boyfriend not be able to live without me? Hmm. You want to jump in or you want me to start? Ah, <laughs> uh, sure, I'll jump in. Well, there are binding spells, yes. Um, ostensibly to make the individual stay with you. Um, but in all actuality, we have to, again, promote the fact that magic isn't going to be 100% guaranteed that this is going to be what makes this person stay with you. So there are other things that obviously need to be taken into account um, on the more human experiences. But... Um, Mm-hmm. There are binding spells. You can make a poppet of him and, you know, get some of his personal concerns like hair and and nail clippings and um, obviously some of the more personal um, bodily fluids and stuff it with um, some different herbs along with that, you know. Um, and then once you've done that, you bless it and obviously tie it so that you basically tie the pop it up and almost like a cocoon and and do your magic with candles and incense to create a literal binding of this person to you you can also you know i would tend to not use your poppet and make a poppet of you and do that um, because you are asking for him to be bound to you, not that you be bound together forever. So I would tend to look at it that way. That's just my thoughts off the top of my head. Do you have anything different or whatever you'd like to add? I do. <laughs> Good. Um, uh, I think the, yes, the, you know, the short answer is yes. There are spells that you can do for that. The longer answer is don't do that, though. <laughs> it's See, never I decided I was idea. going the other side. <laughs> yeah, no, it's perfect. Don't, I mean, it's not a good idea to magically manipulate people, just generally speaking. And you are, you know, welcome to do what you want and deal with the consequences of that because every action has a reaction. So I don't necessarily personally believe in the threefold law that people talk about, but I do believe that what you put out there, you will find comes back to you in some way, shape or form. So just manipulating someone, taking a, messing with their free will um, and binding someone to you has the markings of more trouble than it's worth all over it. It's like a flashing neon sign of fuck no, in my in my opinion. And the okay. the thing, the other thing about this question is it makes me think that there's problems in this relationship that maybe, you know, you don't ask this question if you're in a happy relationship. You ask this question if your boyfriend's a piece of crap and can't stop cheating on you or your boyfriend's not making you a priority or your boyfriend's you know, not doesn't want to live with you and you really want him to live with you. In all of those circumstances, what needs to happen is, is this the right relationship for you? Not how do I force this person to be without me, that they can't live without me. Then we're going to add a whole another thing is what you might discover uh, once you've done binding magic to force your boyfriend to do something he might not want to do. Now you're stuck with him. You're stuck with him. So if you wake up and realize this guy's a jerk and I don't actually want a relationship with him, it's too late, Charlie. Like you've done the work. It isn't just going to end because you decided you want it over. It takes time for a spell to end. Even if you go and dismantle it and chop it up and spread it to the nine corners, 
it still won't just stop. It will slowly have to unravel. And that sounds like a recipe for disaster. I think a better question here is what can you do in your regular tangible life to improve your romantic world? And that might be dump your loser boyfriend. That's all. That's all I got to say. There you go. (laughs) Well, you know, Phoenix, I think we're starting out the the new year with sort of that that gunpowder effect, you know, kapoom. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, and I happen to say that I agree with you totally. And when I give something like that out, I'm saying, yeah, you can do da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But the ultimate point of reference, just like you said, is what's really going on in the relationship and where, why is this the case? And there are other things that may take place. Like if you're having bad communication, get a counselor, work with someone who can be a mediator, who you can learn to kind of talk to each other. If it's that, if it's something, you know, completely out of line and, you know, this guy's just, you know, bouncing from bed to bed, then, mm-hmm. you know, why have someone of that nature in your life when you could find someone who really wants just you? And, you know, so right. obviously these are all points of reference, and we both know that clients and people have their their um, I don't want to put hamster wheel that they're on that they just seem to want to continue. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel, and you know, when we do binding with spells, when we do these things, it doesn't mean it doesn't necessarily mean bound. When the energy comes back, it doesn't come back identical to identical. It can come back a whole right. different way. So you know, being bound Absolutely. to a job you totally hate and can't stand, but being bound to it yep. in such a way. These are the things that yep. you have to realize it's not I put a penny in, I get a penny's worth of this out, or, I, you know, it doesn't work that way. So, right, right. I think exactly. that is, you know, so um, definitely a little bit more. And, you know, getting a, getting a reading, getting something else beyond that to get an idea of what other conditions are running around before you jump in and do something like that is really important too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yep. So, okay. So our next one is Blake. <laughs> My wife visited a psychic just before we met over 15 years ago. She was told she had a dark presence following her, but never followed the instructions to release it. I performed a cleansing ritual on her before I went out of town. When I returned, I covered the candles with salt and buried them. A few days to a week later, we were very restless and heard a noise. We both got up and very clearly, as if you are speaking to the person next to you, to you, heard a female voice say, I am not afraid. This made us very uneasy, to say the least. I have since done a cleansing ritual for our house and used shamanic chants while performing. Something still feels off. The big thing being a spirit or entity definitely spoke to us in the physical world. What should we do? I hand it to you. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I have, first of all, so many questions that it's hard for me to answer this one, but I'm going to just start going down some avenues and see what happens, right? Okay. So 15 years, ago, 15 years ago, this woman was warned that she had a dark presence, whatever. So for 15 years, has her life been a shithole? I don't think so based on this message. Like based on this message, it seems like she got married. She lives a happy life. Her husband travels, you know, sounds great. So there may have been a dark presence. That doesn't mean that there's an evil presence. Dark and evil are not the same thing. So that's one one avenue I want to address. The second avenue Mm -hmm. I want to address is you don't necessarily know because 15 years ago, what were the circumstances? Who is this psychic? Is it someone reputable? There's lots of people out there, unfortunately, that say, oh, you were born under a bad sign, or oh, you've been cursed, or oh, you have a dark presence around you. Give me $5,000, and I'll take care of it for you. Here's the laundry list of things you need to do. I'll take care of it for you. So 
So if it was something like that, then all of this is BS anyway, right? So, like, there's just so much to dig into in this question. The next question I have is, why did you bury the ca- why did you cover the candles in salt? For me, that feels like the wrong action to take. That feels like negating the work that you did. But then again, I don't know what the candles were for. So, there's, like I said, there's just so many questions here. Uh, but I guess, okay, the, the crux of this question is, we heard an entity speak to us, holy crap, what do we do, right? Um, talk to it. You know, she, the voice, a female voice says, I am not afraid. Great. She didn't say, you better watch out. She didn't say, I'm angry at you. She didn't say, I'm going to get you, sucker. She said, I am not afraid. So this could be a helpful spirit. You don't, we don't know what we're dealing with here. Um, you know, and, and being restless and, and all of that, like, yeah, that can be the interference of all kinds of spirits. So the, to, the, like the feeling I get in my belly is that this isn't actually a negative entity. Now, if it is a negative entity doing cleansings, maybe hiring a professional that, uh, that is in your area that, that works on these types of things about clearing negative spirits or having a medium come and see uh, maybe taking your wife back to another psychic to see, get more information on this entity. Like it sounds like where you are right now in this process is you need to do some fact finding what's actually going on. What are you actually dealing with? Cause right now you're just kind of firing shots in the dark and you might even be shooting at an ally. So I would say slow down. Don't, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater and do some investigation um, first to figure out the best way to approach it. That's what I got. Well, that's good. That's really good because obviously, you know, the first thing 15 years ago and suddenly we're now looking at it, it's, it means, as you say, what's happened from 15 years ago to now and then why now are we needing to look at it? So there may be something going on that is more current that needs to be dealt with and not necessarily because this particular situation has trailed along because it's taken 15 years to trail along. You'd have done something sooner because obviously there were problems and you would have gone, Oh, I think right. maybe two years down the road. Yep. Got to do something, you know, meaning it would have been sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, believe it or not, I actually can understand putting salt on it because, you know, salt is a cleanser. Salt is, you know, a purifier and all that. But I still don't feel that that was an appropriate action. I can understand why, what the thought was behind it, but I don't feel it was Mm -hmm. appropriate. And bearing it, I would go far, far, far away. I wouldn't put it anywhere near me or my family if that was what you were, you know, whatever you were doing was too get rid of something and cleanse something. So, you know, there's certain things here I understand, but they really, it feels like they need to talk to someone more current and get some, you know, like right now, this is our history, but now what do we do right now rather than, you know, as you say, shot in the dark with everything, you know, throwing this at it and throwing that at it. And interesting enough, when I read it about I am not afraid, Mm -hmm. it's not... It's not hitting me as a bad thing, really. I am, right. You know, me I kind of look at me it. Either. Yeah. See, and I think it's, you know, a dark entity. You know, Hakate is a dark, as a goddess of the dark. Right. She is, you know. Yeah. I mean, there are many deities, whether they, in whatever culture, that are from that energy but are not evil. And, you know, mm-hmm. any of the deities, as we've talked about, can be. I mean, there's a good and a bad side to all of us, including any deities you work with. You know, they're not all, you know, sugar plums and, and uh, fluffy uh, candy. Uh, but I kind of feel like there's something there that's more positive than negative. But, again, it would take, you know, having a little bit more, uh, research and, and, you know, reading and checking and seeing what's going on. So um, I think, you know, what should we do is I think you should do um, a more current diagnostic with someone, you know, psychic, uh, someone who is a reader. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, uh, shamanic work can be employed here, but 
arbitrarily without knowing whether this is a good or bad energy, you know, who knows? you got to figure that one out. you yeah. got to get someone to work with you on that level. So um, I agree with all of what you said, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we're at the halfway mark, which we've already hit, which is fascinating. So we might want to, oh, you know, maybe do I our, had no our idea. little... Yeah, I mean, I just looked up. I was sitting here reading all these things, and I threw my eyes up at my little clock that I have, and it went, look, what time it is. So, yeah. Time to do take that a break. Back. Yeah, and then come back with some more of these wonderful questions. All right, we'll be back in a minute. Okay. back in? Yes. Go for it. Okay. All right. Our next question comes from Luna. And Luna says, I am a witch and under psychic attack from my family. I try to freeze her spell for all of my family members and I feel like it's working, but I'm cold all the time. I feel like I am cursed. Also, I know that my ex put a love spell on me and I did the same freezer spell on him as well as the banishing spell. I need help. Okay, well, do you have anything you want to say or you want me to go? <laughs> I always have something to say. <laughs> I know you do. I'm just, I'm I'm basically working on the, you know, I'm being uh, socially appropriate by asking. I know you. I know you very well. Um, gee, gosh, golly, gee willikers. Well, you know, using a freezer spell, I get it um, yeah. in terms of that. And her feeling cold, I think a lot of it is there may be, you know, it's ancestral energy, too, that she's freezing. So yep. there may be things that she needs yep. to look at from the ancestral line before she completely and totally freezes everything and becomes, you know, like a little winter um snowman or snow person um but i really feel that that would be something she would need to look at and possibly even you know again when we say go to people you know reputable people go to people that you can do some background work on a spirit level to find out information uh not just you know yourself because obviously we're all very capable in our own way but help is it's also um, a different perspective, and we're not, they're not in it. We are always in it. So, um, But I feel mm-hmm. getting more information about the ancestral line because I think she may have had with the immediate this world family done well, but there may be something mm-hmm. on the ancestral line that she's frozen and it's been the, what she's drawn her psychic spiritual energy from in a good way. And I think that's something that that kind of came to me on that um you know the fact that she you know froze her ex and banished him i think seems fine i don't think that that issue is anything i want to say what 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 would you like to throw in here at this point 
<laughs> well, okay. So I agree with everything you said. Absolutely. Um, and what I would add is why you, why you think everyone's cursing you? Like what's going on that you're freezing everybody? Uh, I think that that's, that is concerning. Um, what that's not the first action to take. And I, you know, I, I, I doubt that that's the first action you've taken. People definitely have terrible families where they need to take serious and strong action to d- get themselves, you know, away and clear from any energy from their family. Um, but, you know, to have like mo- multiple people in your freezer <laughs> that were at one point close to you in your life, there's, I have questions about that. It makes me a little concerned. And if you're feeling cold all the time, then I agree. There's something else going on here and you're wrapped up in it. Um, you may need to approach this situation in a different way. A, a good, long, thorough cleansing is for sure needed in this situation for yourself, for your space, for your home, where you live, where you sleep. Like I think, um, I think cleansing and protection is more important than freezing and banishing. And most of the time, some strong wards and some strong protection work is going to be more effective than, effective than trying to freeze someone out anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would highly encourage you, Luna, to do some cleansing and protection work and focus on you and what you want and where you're going and the positive things in your life and not spend time focusing on these people who are trying to cause you trouble. Um, Like if they're in the freezer, then stop thinking about them, cut them out. That's what a freezer spell is for. So if, if you're still feeling under attack, if you're still feeling under control by, from them, if you're still feeling like they're in your head, then the freezer spell didn't work and you need to do something else. Mm-hmm. Cutting clear is another one that is very common for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I agree with you. Yeah, more there than that. And definitely cleansing. Yeah. So, okay. Well, as far as do we feel we... I feel complete on what's been said. I feel you handled the yeah. vocal, you know, that part and, and gave good advice. I think, you know, stepping into that next level would be, you know, as you say, doing cleansing and um, another form of, of release and kind of go a different route rather than the freezer spells. Right. So. <clears throat> okay. Well, our next question is Dawn. I went to Psychic in New Jersey in 1985. She told me a black candle was burned over my mother, which brought bad luck to her and her four children. My mother died in 1989, and I and siblings have been miserable and feel as if there is a black cloud over us. Can you please help on removing this spell for me and my family? Well, mm-hmm. number one, <laughs> Doing any work would be would fall under the category of connecting with us as clients, number one. Um, right. Suggestions, you know, in terms of what can be done or what could be done. Um, definitely, I think going back to previous person, um, cleansings are definitely part of the, the process. Um, and being miserable and feeling as if there's a black cloud over us, I believe that, again, uncrossing and cleansing and working on those levels and um, baths and, as you say, cleanse everything, that's the first step. Um, And you may Mm -hmm. have done it before, but, you know, there's obviously something that's tripping up that process that it doesn't if if it's not working it may have layers and it's it's something that was done when it was you weren't even conceived it would be in the cellular level of your mother that then went into the pregnancy so i mean in terms of that energetically but i still feel it can be removed and i would even look at yeah. shamanic work to do that mhm Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I think this uh, this type of 
of energy work is way beyond work that I do. It's not something I um, have experience with and it's not something I've been trained in. And dealing with generational curses is is heavy lifting. So you don't just want to go to anyone. You know, you want someone that's got experience and helping with that kind of thing. So I would find a practitioner, uh, preferably local to you, that can do some work. Because this, this may take some time. Um, it may take, uh, like, big help is needed, right? Like, cleansing is going to help. And I think with working like this, you can definitely do things that uh, lessen or soften some of the impact of it. Um, but if there really is some sort of long-term generational cursing thing going on here, then you, you want to hire someone that can help break that. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Definitely. And again, reputable and local. I think yeah. that those are your two two biggies. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that can do things from distance, and of course, we all know that you know, energy is energy. But I feel like Phoenix does. This would be something that is hands-on and within the sphere of connecting with. You, you as an individual as well as your siblings so that there is a, a working on that end. Um, but, again, I, you know, it is something that I feel you can work with and get help on. It's not, it doesn't feel like it's um, doomed. I just feel you need to find mm-hmm. the right connection to start working with the right people to do this. Right. Yep. Wow. Okay. That's that one's a heavy one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, next question. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. This is uh, from Reddy. And they write, I want to attract a sex partner. What I did was visualize a red aura around me. Result was, instead of sex, I was a, I attracted violence and was beaten up by a gang. Why did it happen? How do I attract a sex partner without side effects? <laughs> I just need to say something real quick. Getting beaten up is not a side effect of doing magic for sex. I just, want to, I just needed to say that before. We went any deeper into this conversation. It's not a side effect. I think that you, well, okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I see the, the potential of how this can, but I will tell you that you're right, in my opinion as well, that this is not a, it is not the side effect of your visualizing a red aura around you. Um, in right. terms of that, uh, it just, there are other things that go into getting beaten up. And again, what would be the other things in your life? You know, I mean, are you in a area that is prone to have gangs or do you live near one or, you know, is it not, I'm not saying it's your fault, but the question I would have is what are the externals that are part of this rather than the direct connection to the visualizing of the, um, the red aura around you. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that would answer, in, in a way, it would answer why did it happen. It was because it isn't connected to your visualizing the red aura, personally. Um, mm-hmm. If you were that powerful, darling, visualizing a red aura, even though red is a, it's not just passion, it is anger, it is all those things, then you would be doing a lot of other things that you could be getting involved, you can you could draw to you. I think it it's something a little different than the visualization. Um, yeah. How, how do you attract the sex partner without side effects? Good point. You want to answer that one? Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear your answer on that one. Well, you know, like we said at the beginning of the show, there is no there's no action without a reaction. So anything you do is going to have, you know, a side effect. That's to put it in a medical context. Everything has a side effect. 
but mm-hmm. it's you know you want to be clear on your intention and maybe instead of red which is more about aggression and and um it, it can be a little bit more violent of a of a color maybe focus more on like pink hues or softer reds or whatever in the work that you're doing but there's lots of spell work you can do to attract a lover like there's hundreds of spells that you can do it's it's not hard to get that information but what's important is to be really clear about what you want uh and why you want it and and because and i see that you're attaching these two things the violence and and doing magic for a sex partner so i would you also need to be really clear like i i have no judgment and no feelings if if you're looking for a more bdsm related sexual relationship where there is some violence play then you want to be clear about that when you're doing your work not to invite violence into your life but to invite a sex partner that matches the desires you want right so there we could also be getting some complicated information here because maybe there is some of that as a desire i that's Mm -hmm. great if that's what you want but you got to be really clear and focused so so your work isn't getting muddy, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, and that's true. That's true because you yeah. Know, um, if you're not, if you are unclear about what you ask for, then unclarity is what gets thrown back at you. That's one of the reasons why right. we try when we work with our own clients to drill down into you know a more focused situation so we can, you know, that, that energy or any, you know, remedial aspects that we suggest can have that process attached to it. So, you know, sometimes we may, you know, I call it a grocery list, you know, you know, you make a grocery list to what you want and, you know, there's always that to be considered about being specific. But again, it isn't about what it isn't really what you want, it's how you put it together, I think is, is the, the basis. And if you, you know, suggestions that there are love spells out there and there are things that you can find. I know that several um, of the uh, different ones out there are really good. Uh, and again, you know, read it, feel it, and then if you really need help, find a reputable individual to work with you to make the, the more personalized suggestions for what you want. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Well, moving along, we're doing really good here. I didn't know we were going to get this yeah. far. Yay. So <clears throat> Amy is our next individual asking a question, and she said, why did my candle relight itself? Do I let it continue to burn? Well, one, uh, one of the things I have noticed when I do candle work for people or, you know, even myself, that sometimes there is sort of this wick that kind of bends over and separates or it shifts and then it relights itself in a different way and, you know, one goes out, one goes on. Um, again, I'm not 100% sure this is what happened because obviously was not able to, you know, catch the, the video of it. We had none. Um, and what is the candle lit for? So sometimes right. it, you know, it's sometimes when it goes out, relights, it means it's not ready it's not finished, it's not ready, there's something that's tried to stop it and it move, it needs to move forward. So again, if you're doing this for a positive thing, like I want something and da-da-da-da, what was the interference, that kind of a thing. So saying, do I let it continue to burn, I wouldn't be able to answer that and feel comfortable because I don't know what you're burning it for. Right. What would, what would you Would you like to add some things here on that? Yeah, um, you know, would you let it keep burning? I would. <laughs> there you go. I would. Um, and, you know, there there could also be a really simple, non-magical reason. So I'm going to name that, too, because not everything is an omen or some sort of giant message from the universe. Sometimes it's just 
a mundane thing. If you're putting your candle out, like, for example, I, I don't blow my candles out. I snuff them out. So if I'm using a glass and case candle, I'll set like a candle holder or a plate or something on top of the glass. And the, the air, the oxygen dissipates, the candle burns it up, and then it snuffs out. It doesn't have any fuel to keep itself burning. And then I take the plate off and I, I go about my merry business. But sometimes if I take the plate off too soon, the candle will restart itself because it had enough of a little tiny of a flame left that the oxygen comes rushing in and it puts it back to a full flame. I've seen this happen. I've done it myself. It feels very witchy and magical, but it's just, it's just science. <laughs> so oh, it could I be feel so sad about that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm being sarcastic. It could just be a simple thing. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, uh-huh. it could also be something amazing. So let it burn. Mm-hmm. There you go. We're definitely going at these questions with a um, a vivaciousness that I've never seen us do before. We kind of are getting into <laughs> not necessarily contention. It's just really kind of giving our you know a full bore on who and what we we see it as. I'm really happy about how this is mm-hmm. turning out. It's good. So with that. Um, oh yeah. So our last question yeah. actually. Uh, It comes from Dustin, and he says, are there any spells or potions that can cure infertility? Me and my wife are trying to have a child, but are starting to think we won't be able to. Mm. Okay. Do I want you to go forward and say it? Because I know you will. No. (laughs) Well, so, I mean, yes. The short answer is yes. There, there are there are some things that can. Uh, so there are spells to do for infertility. Now, you know, if there's there's a serious medical issue, if your wife has had a hysterectomy, no amount of spell work is going to solve that, right? If, if there's mm-hmm. no uterus for a baby to be gestated in, no spell work is going to resolve that. But I, I've seen and I've been involved with, it's, it's kind of one of my favorite types of magic to do, is to help magically work with infertile couples to help them get pregnant. And some of the couples that I've worked with have conceived naturally. Some of them have gone on to get help from um, uh, infertility doctors and, and had babies that way. Uh, but there is there are spells you can do. Absolutely, there are spells that you can do. But don't put all your eggs in that basket. It's just like anything else. If you were going to do cell work to get a new job, but all you do is sit on the couch, you're not going to find a new job. So it's the same with fertility work. You can do cell work to help with fertility, but you also need, you know, to make sure you're having sex. <laughs> you need to there you consult go. with medical professionals and see you know, if there is something going on medically, maybe it's something easy that can be, you know, there maybe there's just a blockage and that can be easily cleared. So also pursue what kind of help you can get from the medical establishment, but magic can support that for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I happen to, I think it's, it's um, nothing is guaranteed. And obviously you can't say that doing just, as you say, doing just magic is going to get us there. Uh, There are real world things. And I'm sure that it sounds like that, you know, if you are following through with some of the other things, like, you know, if it's just you're trying and it's not happening, um, I don't know if you've gone to the doctor to see if there is, you know, something else that there is a reason for that and without major drama and trauma but you know gotten certain Mm -hmm. tests and things so that you you have a better idea of some of the things that might be you know on the the reason why things aren't working as easily um but i know honestly quite frankly i had when my husband's nephew came out with his wife (laughs) they came out to go to an infertility clinic here now i mean she'd Mm -hmm. had a child by um, another man, but they weren't able to conceive 
uh, and they've been trying for a long time. So they came from Philly. They drove all the way out here, parked their um, little trailer in front of our house, and, and proceeded to go to the clinic in San Francisco that they chose. And we, my husband was a little less of the witchy type, but he still was in a metaphysical way, so he did his little thing. And, of course, they had asked if I could help, so I did. And at the time, I wasn't doing spell spell work, but I was doing magical working. Mm-hmm. And so I utilized that, and they went and did their, their infertility work, and they wound up coming back, and she was pregnant, and they had twins. And actually now they're in their what? Oh my God! They're like in their late teens, early twenties. Uh, they're they're wow. Amazing. Yeah. So um, it's interesting to say yes, it helps, and there are things to do, yeah. and as you know, spells and stuff. But you still have to do that other stuff that is in the real world. I mean, in, it's. I think the idea is the old day witchy person and you know, green witch, whatever, helping, you know, with the conceiving of, you know, well, they also didn't have in those days um, the medical profession where there were tests that you could find out if your sperm counts low or, you know, the motility isn't good or there's something wrong with the ovulation cycle, which actually does help when you get an idea mm-hmm. on the physical yeah. med- you know, side of things. So. We are a combination of both in this time of our, you know, physical existence on this planet. So, right. But I think yep. that puts us, you know, with all our questions, now um, <laughs> we're in the process of restructuring our show to actually put it at a different time. It will still be on Friday, mm-hmm. but we are working on a earlier time frame for it to be right. and uh that we were we're looking at February. So, you know, it's still we're still gonna be where we're at until we, you know, shift over and obviously there's gonna be plenty of promotion about that and Facebook pages and um the network you know, the the uh not only our own pages but others that we are part of. So there's that to be spoken of and um at this point we will also be, I think, we've been talking about looking at maybe working um, an interview in with a live another person or taking on readings, you know, live readings that we can do. Mm-hmm. I haven't, we haven't really gotten our feet totally set into this year, but we have these ideas. So that's something for everyone to look forward to, and we announce it on all the different spaces and places. Do you have anything you want to yep. add? Uh, no, I think that's it. about it. Just get get ready for the year. Yeah, it's gonna kick ass. Truly, that's it. This yeah. is gonna be a whole different ballpark, and hopefully, you know, all of uh, and we're looking forward to shaking it up. So that's right. <laughs> yeah. So in a nice way, not a not an ugly, mean, tacky way. So we will be classy. We are classy. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So I think we're we're at our time. Is and you know anything you want to say before as we close out? I'm I'm talked out. Yeah, that was lots of fun. And thanks for listening. And we'll see us later. No kidding. Take care and see you on <laughs> the radio. <laughs> Bye. Good night. Night. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, 
and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be.